Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Colin Mazur, and you are listening to the Cry Till You Laugh podcast on 88.9 WFSE, Fighting Scotch Radio, and streaming live on edinburghnow.com. So, you will notice that you're not currently hearing uh, the voice of my friend and co-host and compatriot, AJ Marie. He is not here today. He's feeling rather under the weather. So today will probably be a shorter podcast than usual. It's just me today in the studio, all by my little lonesome. I'm pretty sad and lonely. Um, I hope you can hear me okay. Um, I've got my mic on and everything. Uh, AJ usually sits at the soundboard, so I don't know if I'm doing it right. Actually, I didn't know that I'm doing it. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Uh, I do know that I'm doing it right. Thank you very much. Uh, so today, um, I had a bunch of articles about positive news, as usual, um, and I asked AJ to send me some links to a few of his articles. So um, I'm going to start off with a couple of articles that I found of negative news, um, and I'll start off AJ's segment right now with AJ's special sad news. So um, I'm getting ready, pulling up the article right here. Um, just so I have a reference to talk to you about here. So um, this first article, um, this first story, I'm reading off of two articles here. One from uh, Monday uh, when this news was uh, very fresh and there was less information just to get a general overlooking of what happened. Um, And then I have another article with a little bit more detail that's more recent. So so this is the story that you have likely heard about by now. This is about uh, the... Uh, terror uh, the likely terror attack in St. Petersburg on the uh, on the metro Um, so in St. Petersburg, Russia on Monday uh, there was an attack Um, it seems like there was um, according to this article it was speculated that there was a bomb in between two stations on the railway track, and it, um, the bomb went off, um, injuring and killing many people. Um, I'm going to see if I can find a account here on this other article once I pull it up. But um, as I read through this article um, that I was reading on CNN.com, um, there were lots of quotes and descriptions of, uh, of people um, that were giving very graphic descriptions of what was going on um, on Monday uh, with with the people that were actually on the train um, about th- th- these terrible, terrible first-hand descriptions of what was going on here. Um, oh, shoot. I'm trying to pull up this other article here. It's uh, The link's broken. Well, in any case, so, yeah, there was an attack. Um, so, apparently... Uh, I have some information here about who, uh, one of the suspects, um, for who would have carried out this attack. Uh, let's see here, uh, if I can pull up this information. Um, so, it is suspected that a man by the name of, oh shoot. Okay, so the death toll is at 14, I've just found out. 
and I'm sorry if I seem unprepared. I wasn't. Uh, I hadn't fully finished reading through the articles by the time we were ready to start here. It was sort of last minute that AJ let me know that he was not going to be available to be here today. Um, so, um, let's see here. Man, I had some information here. My link was broken. I'm trying to find the information about about the suspect here. Um, gosh, I'm sorry. This is embarrassing. Uh, I'll I'm gonna move on to the next article here, and then I'm going on a quick talk break um, for a few minutes after that, and I will try to find some more information over the break, just so you're not listening to me ramble and babble here, because that's sort of embarrassing. Um, so. All right, this is an article that AJ sent me that he was going to talk about today. Um, this comes from the New York Times. It says, uh, Bill O'Reilly thrives at Fox News, even as harassment settlements add up. So this is, I read through this. This seems pretty, uh, this is some pretty bad stuff that I was looking at here. Um, so apparently, uh, Bill O'Reilly, if you don't know, there have been allegations um, against him with uh, uh, some sexual assault allegations and... Um, uh, up to at this point up to five women that have been associated with bill o'reilly in the past whether working for him or being a guest with him um uh they have reported that he was um being inappropriate with them and let's see uh there were s uh sexual harassment accusations um that led to an internal investigation that found women at Fox News um, face harassment. Um, let's see. So, uh, 21st Century Fox takes matters of workplace behavior very seriously. Um, and that comes from, a, uh, not, notwithstanding the fact that no current or former Fox News employee ever took advantage of the 21st Century Fox hotline to raise a concern about Bill O'Reilly, even, even anonymously, we have looked into these matters over the last few months and discussed them with Mr. O'Reilly. While he denies the merits of these claims, Mr. O'Reilly has resolved those uh, he regarded as his personal responsibility. Mr. O'Reilly is fully committed to supporting our efforts to improve the environment for all our employees at Fox News. So... Uh, that is a sta uh, direct quote. That's a statement from uh, representatives for 21st Century Fox. Um, and they would not discuss specific accusations against Mr. O'Reilly. So um, so the general gist of this article is there have been, um, I, I believe it said, up to five different um, women who have come forward with uh, accusations against Bill O'Reilly. So this is something... Um, now, I do not know these women, and I certainly don't know Bill O'Reilly. Um, and I, I can't say whether, whether or not Bill O'Reilly is guilty of any of these accusations. Um, if he is, that's certainly a, a case of him, you know, um, taking advantage of his position, being able to throw money at his problems, um, and, and, and avoid any, you know, legal repercussions for, um, behaving like a, like a pervert, to be honest, but, um, like I said, I think it's also, um, it would also be easy for people that, um, are in contact with Bill O'Reilly for them to, 
uh, make uh, false allegations as well. Um, and that's sort because to do that, you know, it, it, it could lead to possible uh, lucrative legal se- settlement for the, um, for the accusers. But, of course, I don't know which person is corrupt here. The people that could be lying and trying to take advantage of Bill O'Reilly being um, famous and wanting to protect his reputation. Or uh, is it that Bill O'Reilly is in the wrong because he's actually performed these um, inappropriate uh, acts that he's accused of. So in in any case, no matter how you look at it, someone is being, uh, someone is corrupt here and someone is being very, uh, a very negative influence on, um, on, on the world at large, I guess. So that this is, this is a story that's sort of difficult to wiggle out of because there's not really a bright side. Either someone's lying and taking advantage of people, which is terribly wrong, or someone is, um, taking advantage of people sexually and being, um, you know, very, very, um, unrespectable. And that's something that, um, that I think is, you know, very serious. I, that's something that, uh, I'm, I'm even sort of afraid to talk about. I really, um, I'm really uncomfortable with, with the idea of, um, sexual assault and things like that. Um, that's pretty much the worst crime that I can personally think of. Um, and it's just a terrible, a really terrible thing that's, that's been going on. Um, so those are a couple of really negative news stories. Um, I want to take a quick talk break. I want to check some facts and, uh, prepare some of my next stories. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, AJ's not here and some of this was sort of last minute. So, um, sorry if I'm, you know, seems sort of awkward here. Um, don't really know how to do this by myself, but I'm doing my best because as they say, the show must go on. So you're listening to the cry till you laugh podcast on 88.9 WFSE fighting Scots radio streaming live on Edinburgh. Now, I will be back after this short break. Uh, Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am back. Uh, This is the Cry to Laugh podcast with Colin Mazur and AJ Marie uh, live on edinburghnow.com and on 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio. AJ is not here, like I said earlier. If you're just tuning in, that's some news for you. It's just me. I'm very alone today. Um, so I've got some information about that uh, about that attack that happened on Monday. I've gathered some more details here. Um, so as far as the explosion goes, so there was a... Uh, so the explosion took place between uh, two um, uh, stations uh, in St. Petersburg. Um, I will not try to pronounce them, but the explosion took place between two stations here. Um, and But there was a second larger device that was found and diffused um, at another station further on down the line, I suppose. Um, and so there was... Ac- so, like I said, there was another... There were actually two explosives, which I did not realize... Um, originally so um now no group uh, according to cnn no group has claimed responsibility for the attack which led to the shutdown of the city's metro system russian prime minister dmitry uh, medvedev oh man i hope i pronounced that right probably not described it as a terrorist act so this was in fact an act of actual uh terrorism now whether this was uh foreign terrorism or not is currently unknown um so 
The foreign minister uh, confirmed the bombing was a suicide attack, but the perpetrator's motives were unclear. So, as far as we know, right at this moment, unfortunately, we do not know who uh, carried out this heinous, terrible act and uh, why they did it. But investigations are, of course, underway. So, that's the details that I have on that for now. Um, so, over the break, I got a text message from AJ. He said that he's listening and that he thinks I'm doing a good job. And that's all I needed to hear. As long as AJ is approving of me, then I don't care about anything else. <laughs> so, uh, I want to move on. Like I said, this is going to be a short podcast today, being just me. So, um, I'm going to uh, pull up a joke of the day for today. So, if you would... Um, be so kind as to laugh wherever you are sitting. Uh, that would make me feel good. I will hear it from here, I promise. That's how radio works. I, You can hear me and I can hear you. It's perfect. Uh, so, let's see. This comes from uh, rd.com. Funny jokes. Thousands of clean jokes for you. Um, so, wow. My internet connection in the studio is so bad. It makes it very awkward. Lots of quiet... Uh, silences where I'm just sort of trying to talk to you about nothing while the page is loading so I can read to you. Um, so, let's talk about the weather. <laughs> um, on my way over here, this is th I, I think the story is legitimately kind of funny. I was on my way over here across campus to the studio uh, from where I live, and I was riding my bike, and it was so windy out that I, at one point, was pedaling as hard as I could and I was barely, barely moving. the The wind was seriously. T it was it was controlling me more than I've ever had wind ever push me back. It was pretty unfortunate. I I was debating just walking my bike all the way here, but I stuck it out and I rode my bike all the way over here. And like sticking it out then, I stuck it out just now as my page loaded and I can now read you a joke that I've never read before. This is from the newest jokes on Reader's Digest. Um, <laughs> Reader's Digest, home of the worst jokes I've ever read normally. Uh, so, the scene of this joke is my teenage daughter and me in a car. So, Lauren, who I assume is the teenage daughter, says, Dad, do you know what the most commonly used letter in a girl's name is? So, me, and I guess in the joke, I'm the dad, I don't know, it says, Hmm, is it a consonant or a vowel? Please tell me, you know what consonants and vowels are. And then Lauren says, You're no fun, Dad, forget it. And then I say, what's a vowel? And she says, okay, okay, a vowel is, uh, a, uh, uh, and then I say, close enough. Ha <laughs> ha! I'm very disappointed with the way that joke ended, to be honest with you. I should have read it ahead of time, but I didn't. All in the name of live radio. That you got to take the punches, roll with them, go as you go. Um, so that joke... I guess it was funny because when she was trying to figure out what a vowel was, she was saying the sounds of vowels like I, A, O, uh, I don't know. Anyway, that was a really, really bad joke, and I'm so sorry to have disappointed you. Um, but are our jokes ever good on this podcast? Be honest. The answer is no. Um, so we're moving on here. Uh, so I have a couple stories here. These are some good positive stories that I'm excited to tell you about. So this one... Um, is about a neuroprosthetic. So there have been sci there's been science um, leading up to uh, what this article is about uh, for years now, and it's been the it's been the subject of science fiction. Even in uh, Star Wars, there have been uh, similar similar um, events to well, not events, but similar technology to what this article is about. So 
the headline of this article uh, is Paralyzed Man Uses Experimental Device to Regain Hand Movements. So this is something that you may have heard about in the news before, but this is just another recent advancement in this field, and I think it's really great that we're doing things like this. So um, uh this is a quote from uh, this article from CNN. It says, A man paralyzed from his shoulders down has regained use of his right hand with the aid of an experimental prosthetic that replaces lost connections between the brain and the muscles. So um, I've read through this article. So apparently what they've done, um, and this is something that's been experimented for a long time, but that, um, this man was in a cycling accident. Um, he's from Cleveland, and he injured his spinal cord in 2006. Um and after that, he wasn't able to uh, move. I believe it was from the shoulders down. Um, so he, what they did was they've they've created some electric uh, connections between his brain and his uh, his nerves throughout his body, uh, namely in his right arm, uh, that have, and he's gone through a series of tests with computers to. Uh, test the brain activity of what corresponds to moving which muscles and through some tests and some training he's been able to uh, use his brain to control a virtual robotic arm like on a screen and then from there they were able to do some more tests and they got it so that he could use his brain to control his paralyzed arm through these uh, robotic electric connections um to uh, the different parts of his arm so i think that's a really a really great um uh, advancement in technology here. Um, so, uh, I want to see if at the end of this article they talked about um, if they were talk. I, I want to say they talked about some further uh, implications of this of this science and what what uh, what can come of this in the future. So, um, so what they did in in this study that was different from other similar. Um, experiments and scientific advancements that they've done in the past is um is that testing that i mentioned where they they looked at his brain activity when he was um when he was practicing um like looking at arms moving and and imagining what it would be like to move an arm um what what they did was they they measured that brain activity and made it correspond to um activating different electrodes and things like that so um this is a quote from uh, one of the researchers. He said, I like the idea that movements were decoded first and then transformed to muscle activations. Um, for real movements in the real world, this transformation will be very difficult to calculate, and that is where real science will be needed. So um, uh, that's from Andrew Schwartz, a professor of neurobiology at the University of Pittsburgh. Um, he said it shows the potential that a brain-machine interface can be used to reanimate a limb. So... We now know that we can do this. We can have people um, controlling their body, even if they're paralyzed, uh, through the power of science. And I think that's really great. So um, that's one of the great stories that I wanted to bring to you today. Another thing, um, this is another science-related thing, so I'll talk about this one as well. Um, so uh, this has to do with, um, I'm sorry, uh, again, loading times. Uh, this has to do with uh, Mars uh, so if you are not aware, uh, Trump, um, President Donald Trump, not Trump, President Donald Trump is his name. I'm sorry for disrespecting a politician. Um, so he uh, has signed a bill into law that has allocated $19.5 billion in spending for NASA, and that's something that I think is great. I really support um, the space program. I really like... Um, I really like to see that we're putting more, putting more of our funds into um, 
into the space program because I think there's a lot to be gained from going out into the cosmos and uh, and gaining knowledge and doing science and doing things that we've never done before and boldly going where no man has gone before. And where we are going now is Mars. So the plan is um, the, the program that uh, has been given this $19.5 billion uh, includes landing people on the surface of Mars by 2033. That's right. In a mere, how many years is that from now? What, 16? Is that 16 years? Wow, that's not that far away. <laughs> um, in a mere 16 years, uh, we will potentially have a man on Mars, something that has never been done before. Um, and this this will lead to the answers to so many scientific questions that have been asked throughout the ages. And I am very excited to see where this goes. I'm very happy uh, to see that our government is putting uh, more money into this program because, as AJ and I have talked about before, uh, briefly on the padca- podcast, but uh, a little bit more so uh, just personally talking, um, there's been a lot less interest in space than there than there was historically in um, in our country's history. And I'm like I've said about a hundred times now, I'm just I'm I'm very glad to see that um, we're going back to having an interest in putting a budget towards um, exploration and the progress of man. Because I think going to another planet is something that's just it's it's objectively it's progress. There's no way to spin it. Like you're doing something that man has never done before, and I think that's really great. So, um, so here's something um, that I want to talk about uh, that I'm also pretty pretty happy to hear. Um, so. Uh, the NCAA ends boycott of North Carolina after so-called bathroom bill is repealed. So, um, the NCAA on Tuesday. So this comes from uh, uh, New York Times. This article is written by Mark Humphrey from the Associated Press. It says uh, the NCAA on Tuesday reluctantly lifted its ban on holding championship events in North Carolina, removing its six-month-old prohibitions less than a week after the state's legislature and governor repealed a so-called bathroom bill that had led to boycotts of the state. So uh, I don't care about sports, and you know that if you know me. If you don't know me, uh, well, hi, my name is Colin, and I don't really care about sports very much. Um, So this... uh, this repeal of this so-called bathroom bill. Um, so what, what this was, um, well, you know what? I'm going to have another talk break in a minute or two here. So I'll come back with some more information because I haven't read up totally on the specificities of this bill. Um, but, um, I'll come back with some more details uh, in a little bit. What I want to talk about as well is this other article uh, from BBC News. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was sort of funny. It's also kind of sciencey, but I wanted to bring it up because mostly because it's funny. Um, so the headline is uh, "Evidence of Ancient Geological Brexit Revealed." Um, so the UK has now started the formal process of leaving the EU, but scientists say that. They have evidence of a much earlier Brexit. Um, so, uh, according to researchers, um, a large lake overflowed 450,000 years ago, damaging the land link. Um, then a later flood fully opened the Dover Strait. So, apparently, um, Great Britain was once connected um, to the mainland more than it is today. Um, and... I'm sorry, how many years ago did that say that was? Um, 450,000 years ago, uh, there was a Brexit. And we're doing it again now politically, but um, I thought that was a funny thing to bring up. It was just just a little news story. Um, 
about about some geology. My friend, uh, my friend Jacob probably likes that one if he listens to this podcast because he's a he's big into geology and he probably already knew about the ancient geological Brexit. So good for you, Jacob. <laughs> um. So I have all right. So I want to bring some more details about that uh, bathroom bill, and I have one more story that I want to talk about. But like I said, I need to do a little bit more reading because um, I've pulled some of these stories sort of last minute, just because um, you know uh, I wasn't ready to be doing this podcast by myself today. So um, I'm going to take another quick break here, and I'll be back in just a few minutes with the last details of these couple stories, and then we will be ready to say goodbye. So I will be back in just a few minutes. Thank you so much for listening. You're listening to the Cry to Laugh podcast with Colin Mazur and AJ Marie on 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scotch Radio and streaming live on edinburghnow.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Cry Till You Laugh podcast with Colin Mazur and AJ Marie on 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio and streaming live on edinburghnow.com. Uh, like I said before, AJ is not here today. If you're just tuning in, that's news to you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, So we're back. I've gotten some more details about the uh, North Carolina law that was repealed recently. Um, well, about a week ago, I believe it was repealed. Um... It, about uh, the bathrooms is officially called, uh, I want to say it was House Bill 2, um, and it was colloquially called the uh, the bathroom bill um, and it, because it was about um, allowing people into bathrooms that did not match their uh their gender or their biological sex. Um, so what what the what the law actually did was um, it specifically barred people from uh north carolina um well people in north carolina uh from entering a bathroom that did not match uh their birth gender so if you were a transgendered person who was born a male and um you uh um, transitioned into uh being a female um you would not be allowed to use the female restroom because you were born a male so you would have to use the male restroom so um, the reason that this law was put in place was, of course, um, with good intentions because it was, uh, supposed to come and bring, um, it was supposed to prevent, um, unwanted, uh, sexual, um, you know, sexual assaults and, uh, inappropriate behavior from males entering female restrooms claiming that they were, um, that they were a transgender person or something, um, so that they would be allowed to enter the restroom, but then, of course, they don't truly identify, um, as the, as a female, and they, uh, are using that as a ploy to, uh, be inappropriate with, with, uh, people using, uh, the restroom. Um, so, and, and of course, I understand the, the motives, uh, for, for this bill being passed. Now, personally, I believe that there are other ways around this, uh, better ways than, um, sort of doing what, a lot of people have been saying is discriminating against uh, transgendered people um, because if someone truly identifies as a female and perhaps they've even had um, some sort of surgery um, to be biologically uh, biologically a female, um, then I believe that it's within their right to use the restroom that they feel comfortable using um, um, because if they're forced to go into a men's restroom and they don't feel um, that they are a man, um, truthfully, then, you know, that it's it's uncomfortable for everyone in this situation. So um now personally, like I said, I think that um the the bill wasn't 
uh, wasn't good. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that it was repealed um, just because I think that there are other better ways to get around this. I feel that the bill was hasty. And uh, even in the article that I was reading, um, the, the, when it was first passed, um, it seemed that a lot of people hadn't even read it before it had been passed. Um, and it, it's, it just seems that it was done hastily to solve a problem that wasn't necessarily, um, wasn't necessarily, uh, in need of being addressed right at the time. Um, and so I think that there was, I think that there are better ways around this. Now, personally, do I have an idea for a better way to, to, to deal with this problem? No. So maybe, maybe I'm just wrong. I don't know. We'll never know if I'm wrong. Well, I guess we'll find out if I'm wrong or right um, in the future to see if we can deal with these problems in, in a better way that, that suits everyone. Um, but anyway, so that, that, that was a little bit more detail about the bathroom bill. Um, so I want to talk about this other article. Um, it's just, uh, this is from the Huffington Post. I don't normally um, pay much attention to the Huffington Post. I'm not a huge fan. Um, but uh, they brought to light something that I was not aware of and I wanted to talk about it. Today is Equal Pay Day. April 4th is Equal Pay Day. Um, so it's... So if you're not aware, which I'm I'm sure that everyone listening is aware of the fact that there is a pay gap between men and women in this country. Um, uh, women are paid, uh, according to this, 80 cents uh, for every dollar that a man uh, is paid. Now, oh, oh and also this article uh, specifically brings to light women of color, um, women living with disabilities, mothers, um, non uh, non-straight women, transgender, and non-conforming people. Um, they're all affected by this pay gap, um, or not affected by the pay gap, but they're all part of this pay gap, um, that is seen in this country. Um, and, and, and it's worse, uh, for, for minority women and for, um, women with disabilities and things like that. Uh, this pay gap is larger. Uh, so, uh, what I do want to say is, um, I think that a lot of people don't know all the facts about the pay gap. I will certainly not say that there isn't one, um, and I will certainly not say that there is not misogyny that happens in this country um, that I'm very ashamed of uh, being a part of um, as um, as a male living in this country. I, I feel sort of a part of, of, of all that going on. So um, I think it's a terrible thing that happens. Um, but I would like to say that there are some things um, that are not accounted for in some of these uh, studies and surveys about um, uh, women uh, versus men being paid. Um, th but there are variables uh, that are not accounted for, and I encourage everyone to do research um, before they make claims about um, about things. But it, but I, despite all this babbling that I'm doing, um, it is nonetheless true that there is a pay gap between, um, between men and women and it's, it's not right. So, um, I, I like this article because it, it brings to light, um, not only is there a pay gap between men and women, but there's also a pay gap, pay gap between, uh, minorities and, um, non-minority citizens and between people with, um, differing, um, sexual orientations, uh, et cetera. So, I just wanted to bring credit to this, and I wanted to bring it to light and celebrate Equal Pay Day um, by bringing awareness to it and hoping that, it, you know, the more people that, that bring it up, the more people that care, um, the faster we can solve this problem in our country. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm proud to be someone in a position where I'm on the radio and I can talk about it and hopefully bring awareness to more 
more people. Um, so now I know everyone knows about this pay gap, but you know, it's just something to be aware of. Today's today is equal pay day and let's all celebrate it together by, uh, giving women money. No, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what the plan is, but I don't know. I just want to talk about it. It was nice. Uh, I don't really have anything else. Um, uh, as far as news stories go. Um, so I believe, uh, I'm pretty much done here. Um, so I just want to say thank you to everyone for uh, tuning in here. I'm glad that you're listening to the Cry Till You Laugh podcast. If you're not aware, we have a Facebook page. Uh, you can go online to facebook.com slash cry till you laugh. It's C-R-Y-T-I-L-Y-O-U-L-A-U-G-H. Um, or you can just search Cry Till You Laugh, uh, the Cry Till You Laugh podcast on Facebook, and you can find us, like our posts, send us a message. Um, if you have any suggestions for news stories you want to hear about, you can do that there as well. Um, but I encourage you to go and leave us a like. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Um, so that's all I have for now. Um, hopefully AJ will be back next week. Sorry for the shorter podcast this week, but um, thanks for tuning in. Um, and this is the Cry Till, La- Cry Till You Laugh podcast with Colin Mazur and AJ Marie on 88.9 WFSC Fighting Scots Radio and streaming live on edinburghnow.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next week.